Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes. Uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone. Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in. Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game. You are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now. Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm gonna tell you, you look like you joined the All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home. Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics and built by the Barndo Co., the Barndominiumco.com, one of the U.S.'s best builders where you can build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot. You got to live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or in Tennessee, though to do so they are the neatest thing on the market if you haven't seen it you got a call this weekend as a matter of fact somebody who heard it on our show wanting a contact so we sent them right to alicia fields and the wonderful team at the barn dominium co the barndo co is what we call them we call ourselves inside the gamecocks the show jc and phil and myself are here until one today except for jc he has to dip out a little bit early to get the dog to the vet but that's okay. John Whittle will be here in 15 minutes, and we'll get into some baseball with him. We know what's on your mind. We're not going to sugarcoat it, and we're not going to push you off an hour or anything like that. Everybody wants feedback from the official visits in Columbia this weekend, and we'll step right into that. The College World Series will play game three tonight in Omaha after a debacle of a baseball game yesterday, although I do have some thoughts on that. Uh, coming up here in just a little while. But uh, nonetheless, it is game three. It's the final day of the college baseball season, and we certainly, certainly can't wait to watch it. Also, this is our final week, kind of, because next week we're off. So we're going to be out of here. JC's going to be in the mountains. I'll be in Delaware. Phil will be. I have no idea where Phil will be, but he won't be here. I know that. And um, and so as part of kind of the end of June, getting into the 4th of July and kind of getting right into the smack dab middle of summer, if you are, and we'll talk about this all week, in addition to food, it's always fun to do that this time of the year. If you're taking a summer vacation, tell us where you're going, because I'm always looking for a new joint to head to. Uh, we're going to go see our family in Delaware this year, though, and uh, JC, I know, is going down to Gatlinburg. And uh, and so certainly look forward to those trips. So if you're taking a trip, put it in the chat box whenever you want to, and uh, and we'll get to it, and and we'll talk about 
all that type of stuff. We'll have some fun with it. But without further ado, hi, Phil. Sorry I was out on Friday. Hi, JC. Sorry I was out on Friday. And we know you got plenty to get to in the recruiting world. Yeah, we, we had fun on Friday, Jamie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I told you. <laughs> I told you. That's one of those nice stream of consciousness ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I told Smoke. I said, hey, look, I, I told JC we'd call in from the course, and he looked at me like I had three heads, heads on my shoulders. I said, And I was like, all right. Guess we're not going to do that. <laughs> so then I was going to do it, and then I, I myself, and I totally, <laughs> totally forgot. So I apologize. Yeah, no I worries, man. We 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 held it down. Talked about all sorts of things. <laughs> sure, you did. Hell, I think we even got some sports in there. Oh well, that's good. Yeah, that's good to hear. Sears, Kmart, <laughs> lots of lots of lots of lots of lots of random Submarine. topics. Emerald Isle, North Carolina. All right, Chris Payne. What's up, Chris? Emerald uh, Isle, oh, Nana's nice. Ports taking over yeah. Emerald Isle. That's cool. Yeah, hey, we're going quit. down again. Yeah, go no, go ahead, go ahead, JC. Now we're going down to Gatlinburg Saturday morning. We're leaving bright and early from the homestead here at six. Hope to hit the Buckies in Richmond, Kentucky. Yeah, man. Uh, around noonish. Uh, they do have a Buckies in Sevierville now to hit on the way in and out. So two Buckies. Oh. If, you, if it's a two Buckies trip, that's a that's an amazing trip. Uh, but yeah, we're <laughs> we're just a family vacation, man. We're going with the the two boys, and they're bringing a friend and. You know, we took them to Myrtle Beach, uh, gosh, two two summers ago. We stayed at Ocean Lakes. Uh, this is why I, I usually I, I don't let other people make my accommodations for me because <laughs> yeah. we got there and it was like a smallish area, no place to plug in their PlayStation. The one kid doesn't like the beach. I mean, it was a disaster for a week. Uh, you know, all they basically did was hang out and go eat, and one of them played in the ocean one day. Uh, so, so we, we, we decided to change it up because, you know, they're teenagers. Number one, they probably need to bring a friend to keep them occupied. And then number two, you know, we were coming back. We went to, we went down for the fourth last year to East Tennessee, coming back through and we're like, man, there's a lot of stuff the boys would like to do here, you know, and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Cause they're not big beach kids, you know? And, um, so we're going to try it. We got us a nice cabin called Shiloh, like the Neil Diamond song. Yep. Um, right up on the hill there, uh, near downtown Gatlinburg and, uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting to God's country. I, I've never. Great place. I, I, I've never, I've been to the mountains many times. I've never been like for a summer vacation in the mountains. So it's a little different for me too, because I, I, I am a beach guy. So, um, just looking forward to it and going to probably have some good meals. Going to go Dollywood, you know, going to, uh, check out all the tacky stores and the, the, Moonshine tastings, and yeah. all the fun stuff that. Well, so, you, you, some of that's a little commercialized, as you well know. But oh, it uh, is, it is. But I mean, where else are you going to get hammered for fifteen dollars? Well, th- there is some. <laughs> I there are some places up there you could get some moonshine, but it yeah. ain't downtown Gatlinburg. It, it, it ain't that kind of moonshine. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I could give you give you an idea. Um, where so anyway, now we're looking forward to it, and uh, like I said, just a, a nice family vacay. You know, like I said, last time we went to the beach, we went with another couple, but we kind of decided this year, let's just let's go and uh, and try to have fun. And so hopefully we will. But that's uh, yeah. Uh, and I've got a lot of other it. stuff. Yeah, I've got to I've got to I've got to take Red to the vet today because he's staying in a pet hotel. Because I was worried he's going to get eaten by a bear. 
if he goes down with us or he'll bite one of the kids, you know. Um, fine. And so he's staying in the pet hotel and his daggum rabies vaccine expires while we're gone. So I got to rush him into the, nah. the the vet today to get his shots all caught up. But anyway, that's what that's what, what's happening in my life right now. And, I, you know, guys, these I've, I've got some text out of it. This Josiah Thompson thing. Uh, honestly, it's the first I've heard of it. Um, I hate to even dignify it, uh, you know, but you just never know with, with the hundreds of people that are pretending to be insiders these days in our market, uh, what kind of crazy Twitter message may have been responded to or something like somebody told somebody something. So I don't want to shoot it down, but uh, I, I really don't feel like even responding uh, to that right now until I get some clarification uh, one way or the other. I can say that it would not surprise me if Alabama wanted Josiah Thompson. Everybody in the country does. But if there was one kid that was probably a lock and he just got back off his official visit, you know, to me, it, it's always been Josiah. Now, I'll say this. Kevin Steele, Bama assistant, he's from Dillon. So there is a Dillon connection there. And Kevin Steele's Highly respected over there. Eric Wolford is their offensive line coach. So are they, have they tried? Are they trying? I think that's plausible. But to say he may flip to Bama right now, right off of his official visit, I'd I'd be surprised. But like I said, I don't wanna I don't wanna sit there and you know dignify it right now. Uh, but I also don't want to shoot it down because I, I want to be fair. Because like I said, you know. These days, people find stuff out, uh, and I wish uh, I wish the people that knew things would be a little more judicious with who they speak with. I know I have been a lot lately, uh, even with people who you guys think I know and who you guys think I may tell stuff to, and you may even think that some of these people get it from me, but they don't, uh, and that's just kind of the nature of our market right now, uh, and so I'll leave it at that. I'm not trying to cut anybody down. I just... Um, I have to ch- I have to check on some things for some people I trust, the the actual you know people that would know uh, before I comment. Well, and, and Craig, don't apologize, man. I, look, somebody out there said something. Oh yeah, said, man, I on a podcast, I don't even know what I've never even heard of it, but uh, but yeah, like somebody said something like that. I mean, that's a big deal, and um, you know, so it. Uh, if you have, if you got, if you got news like that, depending on how it was said, you know. You, I hope yeah, you I'm not blaming up. Craig or anybody. <laughs> no, no, so yeah, I'm not either. I'm not either. I'm just saying, like, if somebody says that on a podcast, you bet, you know, there are, as you well know, and I'm not saying these guys or whoever it is are wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But when you say things, something like that, that would be really big, large, juicy information. Uh, you better trust where you got it from, and whoever you got it from, obviously, better know what they're talking about. And uh, when you're when you say something like that, you better be prepared to be questioned on it, or you don't say anything. Um, so there's a lot of stuff around here that we don't say, like a lot, actually, a lot more than pretty much anybody else out there that had our information would say, because you got to be careful about what you do with it. So we'll see, but. I mean, I, I would say, JC, let's just let's do it like this. Josiah Thompson, at the end of the day, your gut feeling says he will end up. I mean, still South Carolina. I mean, I have no reason to even worry about. It. I had no reason to even think about him. I mean, 
yeah, right. of all the kids. So that would, I mean, that would be surprising development. But look, surprises happen. So yeah, sure. See, Craig. See, Craig. Here, here, here's another thing. Like you mentioned, those two people. That's what I'm yeah. getting at. Be careful. I mean, and, and look, I like those two guys. Don't go. Don't get me wrong, but the amount of absolute BS that that flows through the rumor mill these days. Uh, let's just say some people like to just pour it all out there, you know, and some people don't. And uh, that's just my thing there. And I'm not going. I'm not trying to insult anybody for doing what they do. Uh, I'm just not going to play that game anymore. Uh, you know, I, I've rarely been burnt by it because I'm usually pretty well sourced, but you know, around here, sometimes these games of telephone that everybody plays ends up just sticking the knife uh, in the back of, um, of the program. And, and I'll say this too, be careful who you think uh, is connected out there and be careful who you think, you know, has some, some, some sway with the, with whoever, just be careful, you know, about that. And, I, and I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about those two people you mentioned. I'm just talking about in general. Uh, yeah. You guys would be surprised. I mean, and I'm not saying I'm the most connected. or I'm, This is not about me. This is about vicious rumors that start, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and th- that I have to deal with. Quite frankly, I'm, I'm tired of it. Uh, you know, and, and look, if Kevin Steele is trying to flip Josiah Thompson, that would not surprise me at all. Not but at are all. we gonna sit here and? But there's a difference between oh they're trying to flip him and oh he may flip. That's a whole different level of DefCon right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so you know I, you know number one I don't necessarily think it's news. You know guess what? Because Ohio State's trying to flip Cam Pringle, and other people are trying to flip players all the time. That's part of the game. Uh, it's it's not news, but it is news if he is thinking about flipping. That is a whole different level. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. But well, uh, JC will continue to uh, to look into that and and just hopefully cross cross those boxes off before Friday. Don't interrupt vacation now. Vacation starts Saturday until the following Sunday for all of us. So whatever rumors fly between now and then, that'll be up to I don't know who we're gonna put on this hail. Put hail on it. Yeah, hail! You don't sleep for a week while JC's down in in Gatlinburg, uh, uh, hammer and bruise at old at old red. Blake Shelton's. I, I, I didn't get to uh, old red last time, but I got to get there this time. Austin says I heard on the podcast. Get- he said a, a Bama fan told him the rumor. Okay, so was that the context? Then I'm not. It's tough there. I mean, come on, man. I mean, half of, half the fans don't even. They'll probably get people. Confused, you know. I just uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we'll put that to bed for now. The, the social media age, everybody knows everything, and and you know, one little thing can blow up into something huge. And you know, I, I don't know. Uh, here's the thing. I mean, like you just said, I mean, Alabama would be stupid, especially with where they sit right now, with only eight commits, even though the average player rating is ninety four point three. But uh, to to not be contacting. Every top prospect who hasn't signed any letter of intent, a.k.a. everybody in the 2024 class, to tell them, hey, come on down to Bama, uh, you would just be that that would it would be a complete lack of, you know, due diligence to not be in contact with these recruits that other teams have, you know, 
gotten verbal commits from. Yeah, they they didn't get there by uh, by just giving up on a kid that they that they no. like. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's ex- exactly. But uh, we'll uh, we'll at least put that on the back burner for now. Plenty to get to from the weekend, and we're going to make sure that we get through all of those guys. There's a a lot of good information out there floating around, as been reported throughout the weekend by JC, by Hale, by the bigspur.com in general. And um, so uh, if you've got recruiting questions, you're certainly w- uh, uh, very much welcome to put them into the Nanosports chat box. And we'll jot them down and we'll get to them as we go. We do have John Whittle coming up next. There is major news coming forward with Gamecock Baseball and its coaching staff. And, of course, uh, there is uh, major or major targets still on on the board in – the transfer portal as well. So we'll get an update from John on all of that. If you're headed to a summer vacation, tell us where you're going. We'll make sure we talk about it. That and food is going to be our off the table or off the record type conversation this week here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Clint, I saw what you said earlier. You're sorry that I have to go to Delaware. There was a time when I actually did agree with you until I actually went where Carrie's family, her family's from Wyoming and Delaware, and they all live on the beach in Delaware. It ain't so bad. Uh, actually, we really enjoy going up there and doing the boardwalk and taking the kids to the arcade and all that stuff. So, But I did agree with you at one point in time until I was proven wrong. But everybody hang tight. John Whittle with the Big Spur up next right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. 
But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy installation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jakar Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show. First hour of the show brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call at 864-414-5271 for your upstate residential real estate needs. And we are joined now by John <laughs> on the McKellar Enterprises guest line. And before we get into that, John, one quick shout out to Joey Sox, who is leaving the blue haze of Kentucky to be the new mailman in Columbia. Well, you know, right. welcome, welcome home, we're, Joey. We, we only have one mailman in Columbia. It'll get there a little faster now that Joey's coming down. Okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> John, send Joey your, uh, your address and see if he's going to be your, your new guy. Uh, and that's yeah, awesome, Joey. Need, to, need him to send me more checks and fewer bills. <laughs> that's, that's, right. Right. Yeah. that's right. Hey, or at least like fewer like credit card offers and like these. How did like these like weird, you know, Middle Eastern loan companies get a hold of your address and they're like, oh, you know, here's here's a fifty thousand dollar business loan. Just send us back your social security number. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, let me do that right now. I get I get a lot of that. I thought that that only came via email, but it actually comes via mail as well. As I'm not sure who I ticked off at some point in time along the line. But um anyways, by the way, a lot of you have sent your destinations of choice for summer vacations where you're heading. We're, we'll we'll come back to that, but some some locations I've got some questions about. One of them in particular, JC of course will turn into his alter ego, uh JC Orgeron. So uh, that's coming up oh, here in just a little bit, but I'm, um, I'm, all right, I'm John. I'm going to talk about in the, in the summer. Yeah, you shouldn't even say <laughs> average. <that. laughs> uh, Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Jo- John, give us the juice. Gamecock set to hire a new assistant coach. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's that. That news first came out last night, and and uh, credit to Phil uh, Cornblut for being able to. To, to break that one, Joey Holcomb is uh, South Carolina's new third assistant coach. Uh, he he uh, he comes from Campbell, where he spent two years uh, as recruiting co- coordinator, and you know certainly helped them offensively. Uh, more of an offensive guy, not a pitching guy. Uh, so he he did a great job there. They set program records in uh, six or eight different categories: top ten nationally, and batting average, on base percentage, OPS, runs scored, home runs. I mean, the list keeps going on and on. So, you know, that third assistant spot, they they had 
primarily wanted it to be more of a just a recruiting coordinator type of role, uh, a, a coach who is going to miss games and go out on the road to, to see high school prospects, to, you know, to be in, I mean, be in charge of everything recruiting. And, you know, with, with Hol- and, and Holcomb is going to do that, but with the on-field success from an offensive standpoint that he's had, they, they're going to have him more involved from, from the offensive side than what was initially planned for the position. Okay. Um, I, I just, this guy has coached in Greensboro. He's coached in uh, at NC State. He's he's more of a North Carolina type guy, which will certainly help efforts in recruiting. Uh, but is it also fair to say if you can recruit to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina, you can probably recruit because there is Jack, you know what there? <laughs> yes, I, I I would say that that's probably fair. And okay. and you guys know, and, and and most out there who follows baseball recruiting knows that you recruit more down the line. But it in a place like Campbell, um, you're getting guys who are who are closer to um, enrolling. You know, South Carolina's recruiting has has several players committed in the 26 and 27 recruiting classes, which are way far away. Uh, Campbell probably does not. Campbell is recruiting more more of the 24 types, class of 2024 types. So, you know, he's had a little bit of influence on the program from a recruiting standpoint, but but not not a ton just yet. Of course, he got some transfer portal guys that were helpful and, and um, you know, bringing them into uh, the Columbia Regional and, and establishing these records. But, you know, he, he's been a great recruiter everywhere he's been, and, you know, he's going to bring that into this state where, you know, with Monty and Matt Williams, those guys are – are just very firmly entrenched in the state of South Carolina. So you didn't really need a state of South Carolina guy because Matt and Monty are so good in there. But, you know, Joey is a, a great recruiter, period. Okay. Is there anybody in the portal from Campbell worth monitoring that may follow him? Because, you know, that question is going to be asked because Campbell was really, really good this year. Yeah, not that I know of just yet. I think most of Campbell's guys were already like 26 years old, so I'm not sure how many are actually <laughs> actually still have eligibility left. Um, so, but I, I don't know of any yet. Very true. Uh, I don't I don't know of anybody who may may enter the portal or anything along those lines from from that that school. So that'll be something <laughs> to monitor. I have to agree with that, guys. <laughs> JC. I, yeah, I think JC and Phil. I was texting y'all when I got to Game One between NC State and Campbell at the regional, and I wasn't it y'all that I texted. I said this team acts like they're in the big leagues. They just kind of ease on out there. They all look like they've been around a while. They got their kids sitting in the stands. Yeah, they play rec league softball in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, they sit, I was gonna say church church league softball. He's like they got they got bounced. They're like, ah, don't worry, guys. Church League Dude. softball starts next week. Yeah. Who's bringing the beer? You know, <laughs> yeah. Who's on beer duty for next Tuesdays against Bowie's Creek Baptist? I mean, John, I, I literally like they carried themselves like a big league club. Did you get that feel from them? It looked like that to me. Yeah, I, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. You know, they had such success offensively this past year, and you know, you you can kind of and, and won so many games. I mean, I, I think you got a right to to carry yourself with a little bit of swagger too i guess they didn't have a right to get out of that regional i know that um all right uh any other coaching news or or is that that's it they're done moving forward and that'll be the staff as we know it now 
yeah, I mean, all all, all three spots will be uh, will, will be accounted for. Um, okay. You know, obviously, uh, Scott Wingo was in the volunteer assistant role. The volunteer position is basically eliminated now. You, you have an on field coach and, and that can go out. When I say on field, obviously. Wingo was able to do on-field stuff in his volunteer role, but wasn't able to go out and recruit. So it's a third full-time paid assistant, and the volunteer role goes kind of away. And, you know, Scott has the opportunity to, to stay on at South Carolina in, in a different role, doing a lot of the same things that he did. Uh, some things, uh, like coaching third base, he, he won't be able to do anymore, but he'll have the opportunity to, to stay on and, and – um, and do some, do a lot of the things that he did. So we'll we'll see how that evolves going forward. If if he wants to uh, go out there and and try to find a, a, a full time assistant job, then you know that's that's a possibility as well. But you know, right now Wingo's still still a part of the program. We'll uh, certainly have that conversation in the future once there's some more clarity uh, with, with his with his future. Okay, in the in the portal, John, the the big name is. Clearly, Billy Amick, and uh, people want to know. I don't know if we know, but what do you know as it stands this Monday, June twenty sixth, where that process is for him? Oh, uh, he is currently up in the Cape, playing playing baseball up there in the Cape Cod League. Uh, he is working on setting up a few visits. Uh, I don't know that they've all been um, definitely set. Uh, but they're they're coming up soon. Uh, he's going to visit Florida, Texas A&M, and Tennessee, to uh, and then you know potentially South Carolina as well. But you know he already knows this coaching staff. Um, he's met with those guys up there in the Cape. He's been to South Carolina's campus in Founders Park a hundred times. Um, you know he may come down and visit, or or he may have enough. Uh, information to already make a decision on whether he wants to play at South Carolina or not. But, you know, his, his plan right now is is to take some visits and, and then make a decision. And I think those visits are going to start this week at some point. There's – can you walk us a little bit deeper into his situation? I mean, I look, if he doesn't choose South Carolina, John, I feel like I could, totally will understand that. I mean – He's a heck of a ball player and all those – I mean, all the baseball stuff is there, but he's a Clemson guy. He grew up a Clemson guy. Like, could you imagine if you're a Gamecock and you grow up and you play for your dream school and then you leave, you're just going to go up the road and play for Clemson? It's just not that easy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his his family is is entrenched in Clemson University. His, his uh, uh, grandfather was on the board of trustees up there. And, you know, there, there's just deep ties there. I mean, he's – He's, he comes from a Clemson family, and, you know, that doesn't mean that he can't make the best decision for his future baseball-wise and that this decision be South Carolina, but at the same time, it's a little bit more difficult to, to do. And, um, you know, sometimes you got to look at, at, at uh, what's best for you, and, and, you know, even though he was a Clemson fan, he didn't feel like Clemson was, was the right spot for him anymore, and whether South Carolina is the right spot is, is still – to be determined. He's got some really good options out there uh, besides the Gamecocks, but he's also a, a, a homebody. He's he's somebody who likes to be around family and close to family. And, you know, being a, a Batesburg guy, you know, Columbia seems like a great place. Um, 
He's a he wants to play third base, and South Carolina has the ability to to play him there. Talmadge Lacroix can play second base too. Uh, so I mean, there, there's a lot that lines up in in favor of South Carolina, but it's going to be a little bit difficult to, as you mentioned, to 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 turn from from Clemson to to South Carolina with with everything that he and his family have always been about. And they're right in the thick of it. There's no doubt about that. I mentioned last week, uh, I think JC said this first when we were talking about the Kennedy Jones commitment, that had you asked a couple of weeks ago to rank these three big-name players, Colby Shelton included, although he's out of it, if you had Kennedy Jones and you had Billy Amick and you had Colby Shelton, who was the least likely to commit and who was the most likely to commit, at that point in time, I would have probably had Jones third, and I think, J.C., you were the first one to say that when we talked about this last week. You would have as well, just based on intel. I know a guy that recruited him pretty well, and, and, and some of that feedback I was getting, John, and I thought, yeah, this is going to be tough. And then he commits to South Carolina. I, I've seen this kid play, um, and I described him last week. I think he's – I haven't seen every kid in the portal play. Don't get me wrong. But as far as a baseball player goes, he's one of the better ones in there, and there's a reason why every team out there wanted him. For sure, and there were some some things behind the scenes uh, with with Kennedy that maybe caused South Carolina to, to slip for a little bit. But he uh, those those things were sort of cleared up by the coaching staff and a couple of the players on the team, and and um, you know he ended up coming coming to South Carolina, and and it was a, a pretty easy decision in the end. So I, I think came down to, to South Carolina and and Wake Forest was in there, uh, but it, as you mentioned, you know there were he, he could have gone pretty much wherever he wanted to go. So uh, he's been really productive at UNC Greensboro. Was an All American as a freshman, uh, first team All Conference this past year. Numbers were very similar both seasons. Um, so Kennedy was a huge commitment. Uh, I, I thought South Carolina would have a pretty good shot at Colby Shelton based on some of the ties, but in the end, like. Being near his family wasn't really a, a, a big deal for him, and you know it was evidenced by by how he by by uh, his college choice out of out of high school. You know he's he was from down near Tampa, Florida, and and ended up committing to Clemson, and then going to Alabama, which was eight and a half hours away. Florida from from Lexington, where his family is now, is uh, is only about five hours away. So he's it's actually a net positive for him in terms of distance from home, but. Um, you know, in the end, that, that just wasn't a, a big deal. I, I, I spoke to him on the phone um, uh, about a week prior to him making his commitment, and he said he was said he was home in Lexington at his parents' house, and that was the third time he had ever been there. So it's not like he even <laughs> knew the city streets of Columbia. So there was no real real draw or, or tie from that standpoint. As it as it pertains to the. Outfield in general next year, you and I were texting about this a little bit, John, not too long ago, and you mentioned the Brindling kid who's also committed from North Florida out of the transfer portal. I did the numbers, and, and they'll be in the SEC. It's going to be going to be a little bit different. The best arms in the country are all piled into about into 14 teams, soon to be 16 teams uh, in this league. However, Kennedy Jones and Austin Brindling combined – in 529 plate appearances this past year, struck out just 12% of the time. That is that is a really, really good sign for a Gamecock offense that struck out an awful lot um, over the last few years, including this year when their numbers were significantly better overall, but they still struck out a ton. So these two guys are going to bring something a little bit different to the lineup. 
Yeah, absolutely. Those, those guys have been been really good at, at putting bat on ball. And, and as you mentioned, you know, it's it's a different level now for for a couple of those guys. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, Austin Brindling, for example, he went he played Florida, Florida State, and in South Carolina, and and uh, hit I think it was four hundred against those three schools. I think he went two for five in every game he played uh, against against those three schools. So you know, he he did it. Um, you know, might have been midweek, you know, might have been against SEC midweek pitching, but you know, he's, he still did it in in those big stages and those big moments. So, um, I I mean, I I think those three guys in in the outfield with Petri, um, I mean, it's a, it's a phenomenal outfield. Kennedy Jones can can play first base. He can DH. Petri can can play third base potentially if if Amick doesn't come here. Uh, there, there's some position flexibility because you've got several other outfielders out there too. Um, uh, Blake Jackson from Charlotte, who who hit in their two hole and put up some decent numbers, is coming in. You know, Dylan Brewer uh, for obviously at Carolina last year was one of the top players and and runs scored on the team. Scoring runs, you're doing something right, right? So, um, you know, he right now if you're if you're projecting a lineup, he's probably not in it, but he, I'm sure he wants to be in it. And, and Evan Stone has uh, started a ton of games, phenomenal in center field. He's he's going to work with a outside hitting coach and go into one of those hitting labs to put all those things on their body and swing and measure all the movements and that kind of stuff. He's actually doing that uh, tomorrow. Him and Carson Hornig. So you know those guys are, are doing everything they can to to figure out their swings a little bit and how their body is moving and and um, hopefully get a little bit better offensive production from those guys. But, you know, and Carson Horning can play out there in left field or first base. So, you know, there there's a, a lot of positives going on with South Carolina offensively. And if you were to put together a one through nine right now, especially if you add Amick in there, which is a, a very real possibility, I mean, it, it just it, Dangerous. it becomes pretty incredible. You have four All-Americans in there. Right. Yeah, you'd have. Yeah, you. It would be, it'd be dangerous. Let's put it that way. I mean, I, I don't know any other word to describe it. And Gavin Costa is a guy. If he returns, I mean, you're talking about John. You're talking about nineteen. How many Petri hit? Twenty three. So forty. Sounds right. Forty two. Messina hit what? Seventeen. Is that right? Or eighteen? I don't have the numbers in front of me. There is right, right around there. It was nineteen. Maybe. Uh, Casas was nineteen. I, I think. I think you're right on seventeen with Cole. Um, Kenny Jones hit hit fifteen. I think fourteen or fifteen. I mean, it's it's a ton of home <laughs> runs. You're, you're returning probably a hundred home runs to the lineup or somewhere around that. That's that's insane. Yeah, wow. more more than that. Well, well over a hundred. Um, I mean, it's it, it'll it's it's that's a big cool. number full of power. Um, you know, you can. You can afford to play defense and, you know, at shortstop, you know, whether it's Lee Ellis or Will Tippett, uh, not not necessarily have to have somebody who's hitting 310 over there to, to feel good. I mean, you've got you've got some real length in your lineup at that point. I mean, Kalsis in the in the uh, uh, batting order I put together the other day with with, with that had Amick in it. Somebody asked, well, if, what's, what's the batting order if Amick comes back? And, you know, I had Kalsis hitting seven. Yeah, I mean, it's 19 home runs in the seven spot in the order. That's pretty strong. Well, that's how you get no Omaha. offense. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, look at the two teams that are playing tonight. I mean, that's that's kind of how it works these days. 
uh, in, in college baseball. Uh, speaking of those two teams, uh, they both have uh, a bunch of arms. Florida probably has more than LSU, but Carolina has gotten received the commitment from Ty Good. Know all about him playing for Coach Holbrook at the College of Charleston. He'll have a chance in multiple roles at, at South Carolina, and we'll see where that fits. But Dominic Nimmin's name is still out there from Central Connecticut State. Can you fill us in on where he is in his timeline and any other potential arms that South Carolina is currently interested in? Uh, well, with Nimmin, um, he's going. He, he's about to start the recruiting process. He plans on taking five visits, and he has left the Cape Cod League after I think it was two appearances up there. So what? To oh, he's done. Where, he, he's done. He, he's wow. done. At least for now. Like he could go back up, I guess. But he's he's been released from the roster. So I, I guess he could always be added back, but he's he's gone from up there from right now, so he can start going on on visits. Um, he'll he's he's as of last I heard, he was planning on taking five. One of them will be to South Carolina, and that'll be this week. Um, you know, Georgia's in there, Kentucky is in there, Oklahoma State's in there, Mississippi State's in there. Um, but th- those are the teams that that uh, South Carolina is contending with right now. I don't know the order of, of the visits, you know, who's first up, who's last up, who's in between. But I know South Carolina is going to get one, and, and I know that that's going to be this week. Okay. Mississippi State, is that because of Parker, or did he already have eyes on? Uh, as far as I know, he, he already had eyes on Mississippi State. Okay. All right. Okay. Did we miss anything from a recruiting standpoint, or is that it? Did we we get it all in? Well, there's a ton more, but that's <laughs> that might be enough. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll just tease it and hold some till your next report comes out. Which yeah, I'm that's right. It's going to be tonight in the VIP room. I mean, you can't give away all the juicy goods. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah it's like I, I saw three names in the big spur today that we didn't talk about, but that's not you know <laughs> that was VIP stuff. So if y'all want the real deep nuggets and deep cuts <laughs> from John, sign up bigspur.com. Yeah, well, <laughs> well I, I mean, I, I can certainly say that. There's work to do in, in the portal from a pitching standpoint. You know, they're they're hoping to get probably three more arms uh, out of the portal. And, you know, they're evaluating some. There's there's offers out to, to a couple. Uh, they've missed on a couple. I mean, it just the, – the pitching market hasn't been exactly uh, – hasn't lined up as favorably as, as some, some things offensively. But um, they're, they're evaluating and, and, and offering and recruiting and hosting on visits and – you know, there's there's a lot of focus being being put on the uh, the uh, pitching side right now. Um, you know, Amick is is the top target uh, from an offensive standpoint. Um, I don't want to say that they have put everything on pause and waiting for him, but at the same time, uh, they don't want they they they, they want to be sure that they understand where Amick is before moving on on anybody else and, and taking anybody else because. You know, Billy is obviously a huge, hugely important piece to to what South Carolina wants to do next year, and you know they're gonna they're gonna uh, push for him and 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 wait a little bit of time on him before pushing for anybody else. Well, you can't have anybody better to recruit him than Monty Lee, so you know they'll it'll either work or it won't. We'll find out and, here pretty soon. And Billy and Monty had a great relationship. Monty's got a great <laughs> relationship with that entire family. Um, you know, they spent uh, close to a couple of hours up, up there together at, at the Cape, in the Cape at lunch. Uh, Kingston was there and, you know, Monty, Monty was there and, and, you know, 
was obviously part of the discussion, but it was uh, a lot of Kingston and, and Amick doing the talking and, you know, kind of building that relationship, getting to know each other. And, you know, he's, he, uh, he's already really comfortable with Monty. It was, you know, about getting, um, getting comfortable with Kingston and, and with Amick, like, I'm not going to say NIL isn't a factor because, you know, everybody likes to have a little bit of money in their pocket. Right. But at the same time, um, you know, that's not nearly the biggest part of the, of the factor, um, you know, being having the opportunity to play third base is, is, is part of it. But the biggest deal is, is just relationships with him. Um, and that's ultimately why he ended up leaving Clemson just didn't have, didn't have the kind of relationship with that, with the new coaching staff, you know, didn't, knew or he knew that he wasn't going to have the opportunity to to play third base at, at Clemson you know they had him kind of pigeonholed in there at, at first base DH and told him you know during the off season that that's what he was going to continue to be and and um you know ultimately decided to 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 enter the portal from from that standpoint he was making a baseball decision not a not a fan decision i, I saw somebody ask in the comment box earlier why did Great he leave question. Clemson um, and, and it's, it's certainly a fair question. It, it, it was a baseball decision and not a fan decision. Sometimes you just have to, to look out for yourself and, and you know, where you think the, the best fit is from a, from a future standpoint. I, I know they were talking on the College World Series last night that um, uh, Jack Caglione grew up a Florida State guy. But, you know, he, he made the best baseball decision for himself, and that was, that was going to the University of Florida it's obviously worked out really well for him. So sometimes you have to remove the personal, personal side, personal feelings and, and, and do what's best for your future. And, you know, that's what he did. Well, hats off to him for, for, for having the courage to do that. A lot of people don't. And so we'll see, hopefully he ends up in Columbia for the sake of the Gamecocks and uh, fans will continue to talk plenty of trash to Clemson. The fact that all their players are leaving and going South about a hundred miles to their rival. John, who wins tonight, Florida or LSU? Well, I, I don't usually like going back on on what my initial thoughts were, um, but I, I had Florida before this thing started. I, I'll, I'll stick with them. I've always, and, and folks who have followed me on the Big Spur know this, I've always been kind of a partial to LSU, just growing up and, and liking the Tigers, the, the LSU Tigers a little bit. Um, I'm I'm hoping that they pull it out, but I, I, I think it's ultimately going to be Florida. The Rocco's Jello Shot competition is praying that LSU wins this thing <laughs> because there are 20,000 LSU fans in Omaha, and uh, they will probably – they will uh, – yeah, it's – It'd be amazing. We'll just we'll put it that way. So I'm with you. I think Florida wins it, but I'm pulling for the Tigers. I don't want to see the Gators win another national championship. So, uh, hey man, uh, hopefully you get a little bit of time off next week. We'll be out all week for the Fourth of July. So whatever you do, enjoy it. I know you'll be covering some baseball and look forward to that VIP room stuff tonight because there's always a bunch of goodies that you put in there, and we appreciate everything you do. Absolutely appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. You're the man, John. Thank you. Nobody does Thanks, it like man. John Whittle with the BigSpur.com. Final quick timeout of our number one. Painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. Let me paint something.com. We'll be right back. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have 
is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one-price, low-cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs, and I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Hey, Gamecock fans, it's Evan Stone from Gamecock Baseball. A couple of painters paint the show Garnet and Black every day and get the job done right at a fair cost. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com for information and an estimate. Go Cox. You heard Evan Stone, Gamecock fans, 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. Oh, welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show. So we've got some interesting destinations here for some summer travel. I thought uh, Saunders was interesting because I believe he said he was going to D.C. for his 30th birthday, that doing a Michelin it. star restaurant tour and hit the 30th. sites. Nice, Saunders. All right. 30th I love D.C. It's uh, probably Dude. my favorite city outside of home. <laughs> I'm very you know what? patriotic of you, Phil. That's what now very patriotic of me. Yeah, that's what you get for spending, you know, three years in Fairfax County right across the river from it. Yeah. <laughs> and being, you know, being a, a very impressionable age and actually just getting to be, you know, 15 minutes away from the metro, ride into town, see all the sites, go home every day. Uh, I was kind of spoiled in that aspect. But we were thinking the reason I bring that up because we were thinking about bringing, taking the girls this year up there. Um, so I don't know. We may take a wild hair and run up there next week for a couple of days. Yeah, take a few museums in and come home. I saw, uh, first of all, Clint. That's Clint mentioned that his sister has a house in Rehoboth Beach. We'll we'll be up there. We'll be in uh, Bethany Beach, large majority of the time. We're going to go to Rehoboth one day and do the boardwalk with the kids. That's pretty cool. It is pretty up there on the coast. Yeah, Rehoboth is nice. Rehoboth, Bethany, Dewey. It's all pretty neat. Um, it's it's like as soon as you get past Ocean City, it's you know it's it's like it's like going from Clemson to. Carolina, okay. <laughs> get me out of here. Right, um, just right over the state line. 
Uh, Ed did mention, and he's he is spot on. I'm with you, man. I've said this for a long time. Uh, Mer- Gatlinburg is Myrtle Beach in the mountains. Oh yeah, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, That's a, I've always thought of it that way. Absolutely. Um, no doubt. But see, see like, but the, right. So number one. The Myrtle Beach part of it that's Gatlinburg esque right now. Except people like, don't get shot in Gatlinburg. Yeah. I mean, the kids were 14 and 16 then. I'm not. No, they just turned up missing. And so we were at Ocean Lakes where everything just kind of shuts down. I mean, the couple we were with, they just basically sit up. I mean, they were, they were one of these. And it's fine to do it if you do it this way. I mean, I, I'm not judging anybody's. I kind of like a little variety every now and then, but they just literally for seven days sat on the beach and drank beer all day. That's it. I, so I can't do down. that. Yeah, I've got to have a little bit of a break, like from sitting on the beach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm. I'm I like to maybe go to the water slide one day, or you know, maybe go out to Broadway at the beach one day. I mean, you know, yeah, I can drink for six straight days if you want me to on vacation, but I I don't just sitting. (laughs) I don't doubt that. (laughs) And then it was it was like you know when it rained it wasn't so anyway. uh, That was. The kids just had a – when you got kids with you, it's it's awful, unless they're like little kids that will complain on the beach all day. Um, now, would so, they get in the water, though, or are they just literally sitting on the beach? The younger one did. They got – the older one got in once. But, you know, with this way, I feel a little bit safer in Gatlinburg as far as letting them go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them go hog wild down there with the, with the, the attraction, indoor golf, the laser tag, and – uh, yeah. All that stuff. So I, I feel like uh, the zip line. I don't know, it's a little safer. Zip line. That stuff like that, that line is going to be so long. I think you could buy tickets online like ahead of time and cut a lot of that. I would do that if you're going to do it. It's tough. Yeah, I, I'll talk to them. But you know, and, and plus, like, hey, look, here's the bottom line. Uh, even if they don't want to do any of it, unlike at the beach when we're crammed into this basically a a trailer and a U-Haul, it was like the I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Hades for keeping continuing this, but it was basically like the Ocean Gate sub of beach houses, mm. the Titan mm-mm, of beach houses, <laughs> just kind of crammed together. Uh, if, uh, if, uh, if you know, instead of there, we're in a nice cabin that's new because I think a lot of those Gatlinburg cabins got wiped out by that fire, and so a lot of them are brand new that they've rebuilt. Yeah. Um, and, and you've got your TV, you got your cable, you've got your PlayStations you're bringing, your game consoles. So, hell, even if it rains or if you just don't feel like doing anything, you can sit there with your buddy and, and, and play video games. You know? Yeah. So Nothing like going to thought. Gatlinburg to sit in the house and play video games. So when we hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you never know with kids. The kids these days, they may like it. Uh, I don't anyway. care. I'm like, get outside. I'll throw, I'll throw that thing out the window if you touch the yeah. Oh, yeah, it. Yeah. We went up there one time. They had a couple of older game systems plugged in. Like there was a Super Nintendo and a Sega Genesis. Oh, wow. and okay, I'm now like, we're oh, talking. So hard. Yeah, so hard yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. JC, they got yeah. Super Mario Brothers too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, if I walked in there, they had tech. You might never see me. You might not see me the rest of the time. Well, I'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Uh, But we're looking forward to it. It should be fun. Where else is everybody going? Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like Jan said, go to Pigeon Forge. Yeah. I mean, if you can go to Dollywood and head up to Pigeon Forge, like you want to do all that when you head to Gatlinburg. Sure. Um, I saw somebody said a trolley that goes over from Gatlinburg. You can take the trolley to Pigeon Forge. Correct. Yeah, they do. Well, and I mean, honestly, with where you're going to be in Gatlinburg, you will be, and it's worth it, 
if you want to do it because they also have an arcade and a bowling alley and stuff. It's worth it to drive over one day uh, to Cherokee and go see the casino. You because you if you've got teenagers, you can literally set them upstairs with bowling and the arcade and all that stuff and order them some food and literally walk right around the corner and at least go play the slots or something for a little while and hang out. And then it's it's only an hour. You're just cutting across the Blue Ridge. That's it. I may so put it's that on it. the list. I may put it's really list. worth it. Because um, we're in Maggie all the time. So, you know. We oh, just, yeah. You're right down the mountains. We're 20 minutes from Cherokee and an hour and 15 from. Um, from um, Pigeon Forge. Yeah. From, yeah. Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you go up that way. I saw, we saw, somebody said Cocoa Beach. Someone said Destin, Florida. Um, Someone mentioned Oceanside Village up there in Surfside. I got, we got an Emerald Isle, North Carolina. That's just the classic beach town. Not not a whole lot going on up there. Um, Clint said, anywhere in Montana is my dream vacation spot. I'd add Wyoming to that. We go to Wyoming a decent amount to go see our family out there. Um. It's pretty in, in the summer, man. Wyoming, Montana is something. Mm-hmm. So keep them coming. If you're traveling, send it to us, and we'll talk about it. We'll have plenty of time throughout the week to to hit on all this. Oh, Give yeah. us the goods. What do you do there? Where do you eat? What do you oh. – In case those two uh, – Well, spend time out there, ride horses, I guess. It's like – where out west? Out west, yeah. Is that what oh, it's man. all about? Like you the go, ranch life. <laughs> you, you can fly fish. You can. I mean, the hiking out there is spectacular. Just the sightseeing is yeah. just. Un, I mean, you see, you see everything, and then some areas you see nothing, but you see everything. If that makes sense. There's yeah, no, I, get it, I get it. Yeah, I've uh, been out there. Uh, Right south of Wyoming, I was I rented a car one time. I went to Denver and was like, oh, I'm going to drive all over because I got a couple extra days. I was at a business conference and yeah. got to take in a lot of that. And it was it's beautiful out there. Oh, it's my in laws are in Cheyenne and Laramie, and man, it's mm. it's it is it's neat to see. I tell you what, though, when it when it comes to food and all that, JC will he's going to get to Old Red this weekend, and he ain't leaving. He's going to walk in and realize that it's live music from like 11 in the morning until 2 in the morning all day. I know. When wow. we went back through there, we were walking, and I GPS to go this way. And it turns out we're supposed to go the other way. And so I was walking away from Old Red, and like that Gallenberg is so crowded like a car. You can't really catch an Uber. I mean, because it's going to take no. you 45 minutes. It's easier to walk. And, uh, and I was like, well, hell, it's ten o'clock, and I'm not walking all the way back there. I'm half lit. I'm. We're gonna go back to the to the, the quality inn where we're staying and yeah. get some seats. But that's definitely on the list. That may be the first place we hit up, JB. I'll probably probably send you a little picture. Yeah, get you a fried bologna sandwich. They come with chips on it. It's amazing, as it should. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> fried bologna sandwich, dude. It is so that's a good. game changer. It comes, yeah. it comes with chips and everything. Dang <laughs> uh, all right, we'll hit a timeout. We're going to let JC fill you in on the recruiting, but we'll continue to mix in all the stuff. Cocky Talk is in. You're headed to Edisto. We're down there all the time. If you uh, hit, hit me up, man, if you need a place to eat or whatever, um, if we could be helpful about that. Hour two on the way. Get your recruiting questions ready. 
for the one and only J.C. Orgeron on Inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everyone, this is Jack Mahoney from Gamecock Baseball, and inside the Gamecocks, the show is teed up every day by travelingcountryclub.com. So if you all love golf, make sure you guys go check out their awesome membership options and go Cox. Welcome to travelingcountryclub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to travelingcountryclub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring to you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Welcome back, everybody. Hour two of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. There, Ooh, look at that's that. JC. There you go, JC. That's the fried bologna yeah. sandwich I ate at Old Red. Fried bologna sandwich. Wow, is there is an that egg? egg so coming in from the east, you have the oh, chips. That's chips. Excuse okay. me, the west. You have the bologna. You have the cheese. There's pickles on it. I think I can't remember what else was on it. It was oh, it, it was fantastic. Oh, it does look it. That, I, I love a good fried bologna sandwich. You're going to love it. Place up here called the whistle. Kind of a 24-hour Blowing block. west to east. Uh, with dr- like a draft way. coming out of the north heading south. And, <laughs> look, yeah, that's not an egg. That's the potato chips with cheese. In it. Yeah, it's not an egg. Cheese oh. chips. Wow. Delicious. I figured it. I'm telling you, you're going to. It's fantastic. You're going to like that place, man. It's neat. 
It is me. Yeah. Brian's headed Hilton Head, by the way. Uh, Craig, the drive to Maggie from here is well. Yeah, it depends now. With the you got to you got get out of Charleston traffic. You got get through Columbia traffic, and you get get around Asheville traffic with working on the roads. If you leave at the good times, four and a half hours. If you leave at the bad times, five plus. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's 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 not too bad. KF, uh, KFC, what? Hold on. He asked, are we getting Parler or what? And I went with what? what? <laughs> I don't even know who Parler well, is. I mean, he, <laughs> he must have been Taylor. I, I, don't, I don't know what you mean about what. I mean, yeah, what? You know, we gotta stop this notion of another thing around here of, of everybody needs to commit within twenty four hours of their visit. That never happens anymore. It used to. You'd have six or seven on a Sunday. And that never happens anymore. It doesn't happen. Yeah, the, the kid, these kids want to do videos and plan out their thing. I mean, it's like go, it's like going to the prom. <laughs> You know, you just go to the pub, you know, for the hell of it. You got to plan out your, your how you're going to ask the girl. I mean, I guess. I mean, our 16-year-old had a big to-do with flowers and everything to ask a chick to be his girlfriend. Yeah. I had that happen to me when I was 35. How about that? Are you going to ask me? What? 35 years old. What are we doing? Yeah, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you. All right. Officially ask you. It makes me very uncomfortable. Ended up that was that was the worst relationship. My whole single time, it was the worst relationship I had. My horrible person, school teacher, teaches first grade. Taught a what's his name's kid? Uh, Who's who's the badass? Uh, What's his name? Country artist, Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean, badass. Uh, his son. His name's not really Jason Aldean, by the way. I knew that from parent-teacher conferences. But, I mean, this was, this was, uh, I, that was one of the early ones, you know, and you're just kind of like, why did, they, why did they even waste that much time? But anyway, I had to ask. So that was that should have, that should have been a big red flag. Um, but, you know, so kids these days are a lot like that that girl, kids. although they're probably better people. You know, they, they, they have these little productions they like to do, and Especially with social media, man. I mean, you saw some of the videos coming out of the Visit Weekend. I mean, it looks like MTV up in that joint, you know. I mean, it's like, wow, you know, gladiators and smoke machines. <laughs> I mean, you know, so, so they, they want to make a big deal out of it. And, of course, include the lines, respect my decision. And first of all, I'd like to thank, you know, that's the, that's the template, right? Respect my decision. But, um yeah, I'm so, going to write an honest one of those this uh, this summer. I was thinking about that yeah. the other day. I was like, I'm going to write an honest one of these exit posts. <laughs> I really had no interest in going anywhere but Alabama the entire time. But I yeah, right. And I enjoyed getting the uh, fake love from all you idiots that pull for these other schools. Uh, I especially like the grown men that continuously to tweet at me about how I just need to make my own decision. What the hell did you think I was going to do? Listen to you? <laughs> all the while giving the collective enough time to get up enough money to yeah. entice me to come all over here. All the, yeah. all, <laughs> all the while, hey man, absolutely just, just li- lying to Alabama about how much money other schools are giving me to optimize yeah. my price and opportunity. Uh, and by the way, by the way, 
shout out to the Tennessee fan and the Florida fan, both that have Bible verses in their Twitter handle and that threw a racial slur at me when I committed elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are awesome parents. Praise the Lord. That's right. (laughs) Have a good day. And I look forward to beating y'all's ass. That's right. On the field for four years. Roll time roll. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's, that would be that would just be if I was just like brutally honest. Harris said something funny earlier. Clemson's the AAA affiliate of the University of South Carolina. If anybody comes to Carolina, there was actually some concern on the part of Gamecock fans of everybody, really, at every school. That, oh my God, they're free to transfer anywhere. What if? As good as Clemson was in football, what what if these in-state kids come to Carolina and develop for two years and you go to Clemson? So you better so – sometimes Dabo's little quirkiness works out in favor of, for Dabo's opponents pretty well. Because you, know, you, you could see, I could see something like that, especially game guys are getting their brains beat in and Clemson's winning. Uh, but anyway, um, so that's that with there. But, yeah, so don't don't worry. If, if you haven't had a commitment, don't worry. We got two. There's two welcome homes out there that are outstanding. Uh, I know one of them are. <laughs> but they, they wouldn't be welcome homes. <laughs> Jamie, they wouldn't be outstanding welcome homes if I told you. No, no, uh, I'm, I'm I'm asking the question. For, you know the question's coming. Well, can you give us a hint? Yeah, well, who is it? Yeah. Blink They're twice. Football if players. Yes, <laughs> we know. We know. We know who they are. Uh, but they, uh, but that's your job is to know who they are. But you also have to respect the fact that they haven't. If the football program, if, if they haven't announced it, you can't do anything about it. it well, I'll tell you two more Dontavious Braswell situations, and I'm going to quit worrying about ruining people's moment because that got me last year. And I'm not coming down on him. I understand sort of the misleading nature of this whole thing and why kids will be kids. But if too many kids started doing it. I think then your responsibility to let them have their moment. If they're just going to throw out wrongs, you know, you know, misinformation. I mean, God, that scared me. That's like I hope this. Fortunately, it has not become a trend. Now, a dude will drop a top top twelve on you the day before he commits in a heartbeat. Uh, I told you on the story one time on Christmas Eve. It was a class of six. This kid calls me up. Then he texts me, "Hey, man, I'm cutting my list tonight." What you have the story. I was like, ah, all right, I'll, I'll do it. I'll bite. This kind of low three star kid. I think he ended up at Florida Atlantic. So he got, he has this list. It's a top 19. Keep in mind, signing day is less than a month, it's a month and a half away. Good top time. 19. And everybody, every school, Florida, Florida State, Miami, UCF, USF, FAU, the United States Merchant Marine Academy, just saying screw it and going in the Army. Trade school, LSU, Southern Cal, Wyoming, and Washington State. All right. I like this guy. And, you're, and uh, I think he did visit Washington State and Wyoming. And the side of FAU. Like and I think, I think he, kid here. <laughs> no, nah, I, 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 he quit football after one year. The guys that do that sometimes, you know, they're, they're you know. So, anyway, it's, um, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I just uh, – it, it, it gets crazy sometimes with, with guys. But so, so I'll do things like that, and that's fine. You know, they'll drop a top 13. You know, not everybody's Dylan Stewart who, in a nice little package, you know, has his top five, right? Mm-hmm. So that's it. Good. KFC's like, I need instantaneous. 
Jackson Hole, Craig, uh, Craig Norris is talking about Wyoming. I'm sure y'all got to this. But, like, is the timeline still the same for the grad transfer D? And I don't think I've ever given you a firm timeline on that, Clint. I think I've said should be, uh, and I've just said finishing up classes. Now, whether or not that's in summer one or by the time summer two gets here or whether it's in summer two, I can't tell you. I just know it's it's continuing to rock on. Quantrell says, I think it's really weird anybody tweets at recruits. It's one of our biggest pet peeves. Yeah, it just happens everywhere. And look, if you're a Gamecock fan, you're caught up with it, with, with, with tweeting at recruits. I used to make fun of you and, and hate on you and all. I'm not going to do that anymore because I understand we all have hobbies. <laughs> just, 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 just know this, okay? Just hear me out. If you tweet at recruits, that's fine. You're not a loser. You're not pathetic. Unless you cross the line, like the example I gave earlier, and get mad when they don't come. And number two, realize this dude is not your friend. They do not have a personal relationship with you. When you, when you come and meet them in person and, and, and game got fan day or whatever, and, and you're like, you, you can't be like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber when he goes and meets with uh, Holly What's-Her-Face. He goes, meets Lloyd from the airport. What? Yeah, you know, it's me, Joe Bob from Twitter. Don't you remember me? Not me. No, they're not. Like, like one time, it's like the best thing one of my friends ever did. We were in physics class. This dude kept talking to us over and over. Finally, he just turns around and goes, man, shut up. I'm not your friend. <laughs> they are not your friends. Okay. They know they know where you're coming from. You, and you're really not theirs either if you kind of think about it. Don't don't tell me that you, you care about where this kid goes to school unless, he, you know. Unless he goes to your school. Yeah, that's right. Hey, 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 bro. Hey, bro. Bro. <laughs> bro. Bro, you just make the best decision you can make, man. I'm supporting you either way. No, that's what a friend does. You're not his friend. He's not your friend. You don't have a personal relationship. It's Twitter. It's not real life. Maybe you're playing a character here. I don't know. Maybe it's an interesting. I don't, I don't know. But I'm, I'm not going to be mad at people that Twitter recruits anymore because a lot of Gamecocks that, that whereas there used to be a whole level, a lot of, a lot of Gamecock Twitter now is kind of matured a little bit about it. Uh, and, and they'll basically they'll tweet a gif at them or something, but that's it. And, and there's not these guys trying to help the staff recruit or try to be friends with them or, or whatnot. They're, they're, not your, they're, they're not my friends. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not. They're, 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 they have their own set of friends. I promise. Most of them have a lot of friends. <laughs> they don't need you. Anyway, uh, so Clint says was Fuller one of them. Uh, I believe you said he wasn't on Friday. Uh, no, well, he, he was one of the ones from last week. Uh, now there's two outstanding. Yeah. He and, and uh, Fuller's was like quick, it happened and then he committed. So Fuller was, was that, but so that's uh, but that was it. Clint said, I was thinking, you said the end of June, yeah, classes get out by then or whatnot, but I, I don't, I said, I kind of, I don't know. <laughs> that was hey. a guess. Can we go back to Fuller for a second? He's a guy that we've talked about a lot. Um, and, JC, I think, you know, those who at least understand a little bit of what they're seeing um, see some potential in him. Some who just are surface and stars, you know, they look at it and, and they don't see anything. They just see a three-star running back that Carolina should have easily gotten over the teams that they that they beat for his uh, for his commitment, but how would you how would you rate him as a prospect? And 
can you roll that conversation into what is left on the board and where South Carolina stands with other running backs in the 24 class? Yeah, you know, I, I like it. And I think – and I had two pieces of kind of evaluation uh, information on the board on Friday. Uh, I, I think one – he reminds me a lot of a Rico Dowdle or a Brandon Wilds, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of the way he runs, vision, a deceptive speed. Uh, heck, he runs 10, 700 meter. Um, kind of a a bigger type guy that can be physical if he wants, but also can cut and make you miss. Got a little slasher in him. Uh, but then inside the program, I checked with the content as well. It's just like Kevin, Kevin Harris, but with top end speed. And Kevin has some top end speed. I mean, Kevin could Kevin ran four or five at camp and all that. So uh, I don't know. I would lean a little more towards Dowdle and uh, and Wilds. Um, but uh, you know, it because Kevin to me was sort of like what I call a bowling ball type of running back. Um, you know, boom, 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 and he's up in the field and gone. But uh, I, uh, you know, I kind of. Uh, yeah, I kind of like the Dowdle comparison a, a little bit better. And I also like this kid because, man, if run, let, let's say Carolina ends up going on a tear at running back and uh, this kid ends up sitting – he's good but can't get on the field. I don't think that will happen. But if it does, he's one hell of a linebacker. <laughs> I mean, he goes both ways, uh, kind of like Daniel Hill. So, uh, I like him. I think uh, – I, I understand now why he took – you know, he, Anthony Carey was kind of that other back. Uh, who, who actually is a four-star. He's going to probably going to Michigan State now out of Tampa. But, um, you know, I, I, I now I know now why when Fuller kind of emerged, Carolina gravitated more towards Fuller and, and, and Kerry was kind of, I guess, dropped. But uh, I, I know I know why. Because when I look at them, I don't think there's any comparison. I would, I would take uh, – and I think most coaches would take uh, Fuller any day and twice on Sunday. Ahead of Anthony Carey, and that's nothing against Anthony Carey, and I wish him the best, and certainly hope he goes to Michigan State and tears it up. But uh, you know, I, I understand why uh, they're doing that. Any other running backs outside of Daniel Hill, uh, I would say Braylon Russell from Arkansas is still in play. Other than that, nobody's really popped up. Um, so they but- really need to sign numbers at running back. I mean, there's no more excuses. Get sign, get, get that room. Right numbers wise, I mean they have to do it. Um, yeah, well, all right, but but go back to Hill though for a second because I mean I know that there have been reports since released or reports since the end of his visit that have been released. How do how do they feel? I mean, it's a, it seems to be a Bama Carolina thing, and according JC to uh, I know what you've reported, but you've been consistent about this for a while, and what. Um, both Tony and Hale at different times have said as well is that South Carolina, if there was a pick today, and y'all have said this at, at different times, like you, I know, you know, could have been yesterday, could have been two weeks ago, whatever it is. But if there was a pick today, everybody has seemingly believed that Carolina would be the pick. Um, first of all, again, we have we have new listeners every day, and we have new viewers every day. How good is this kid? Why is Bama making a late push for him? And if South Carolina does lead, what does that lead look like? I don't know that Bama's making a late push for him. I think they've always kind of been there based on reports from their website that I read weeks ago. 
Okay. Uh, I think the assumption was that it's a weird, weird recruitment because the in-state schools, they haven't done much with him, but it seems like, and sometimes when this happens, the in-state schools will, will kind of start to sour a little bit, you know, and I, I've, I've rarely seen this happen in South Carolina because most of the time, uh, unless it's like a Richard Seymour or Tim Jennings, bless their souls, uh, or Quint, Quinshawn Davis, you know, somebody like that. Um, and the in-state schools didn't trash any of them. They were just like, man, we, we missed on him or we thought he was too small or we thought he was an offensive lineman or whatever. Uh, it happens to everybody. You know, most of the time, those guys that, that claim a lot of offers that don't have the two in-states, and that's also what you have to look for. In South Carolina, I'm more apt to take the kid that doesn't have a bunch of offers uh, and is missing the in-states than somebody that, like, you look at and you're like, well, why does he have Georgia and LSU and Florida and Florida State and Alabama and Auburn? He's claiming all these, but no Clemson in South Carolina. And that's mysterious, and that's the difference you got to look for. Well, with Daniel Hill, he's got all these offers from all over the country. I mean, LSU wants him, Alabama wants him, South Carolina wants him. But the in-states have been kind of like, ah, we don't know if he's a linebacker. We don't know this. We don't know that. Um, so, so I don't know. Maybe they, they just don't think they're getting him or what. So it's kind of a weird setup. Um, but our Alabama site has been pretty consistent from the start. Hey, Tide's still pursuing Daniel Hill pretty heavily, blah, 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 blah. The thing is, Alabama's got a bunch of good running backs. Uh, they do want him as a running back. They do like him. They do think he's really good. Uh, one thing I'll say about Nick Saban, he is the type of guy, that he, you know, he runs the recruiting for them. If somebody's good, it, he doesn't care if he's got he's eight deep. He want he wants to try to take. He him. wants him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did that a few years ago with a guy named Dalvin Tomlinson, flipped him from Georgia Tech late. I think Dalvin may still be in the NFL. <laughs> you know. Uh, Dalvin, Georgia didn't want him. Nobody else wanted him. So with Hill, I, I think there's something to it. I think, you know, you have to kind of look at the uh, his parents. They maybe want him closer to home in Tuscaloosa. Uh, that's a factor. Uh, I've said many times, Meridian, Mississippi is Spartanburg to Columbia away from Tuscaloosa. It's the next town if you're going west. Uh, right across the board, and uh, it, it's it's Alabama number one, number two. It's right there. So so you're not only fighting Alabama, you're kind of fighting Alabama in their backyard, uh, and that's tough. So I'll caution everybody on that. I never changed my crystal ball last week because uh, there was just kind of some information out there. Hell, hell got it mixed up a little bit. The kid wasn't going to visit, but he definitely visited. I think. Uh, I think they uh, they like him. They like where he, he stands. But you know, like I said, you, you know, you this game uh, in football recruiting. You know, the, the further you are from campus, the closer you are to the other school you're committing, the more advantage it is for them. So, uh, I hope uh, and they have another Zoom call coming up. I hope that they, uh, you know, that they answer all those questions, and, and I hope they get their parents on board and, and go from there from the game. If you if you're hopefully you get to Carolina. Um, so I I think I think of Stewart Paler Hill you know I I'm honest to God probably a little more confident with Stewart at this point but all of them to me I think guys are above that seventy percent rate so so you know I feel extremely confident it's just how is this thing going to turn uh, here 
directly. You know, I, it, will he end up uh, wavering, having second thoughts? Is the pull of home too close? Uh, will his parents want them to want him to stay close? I mean, there's all those factors, but you know, I feel I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about uh, about all of them. Quantrell asks, how big of a priority is Nas White? I hadn't heard much about him since his visit, and I heard 50-50 at best on his visit. I heard there was some, uh, I'll just say I heard 50-50 on his visit. Frankly, I think that guy's good. Uh, probably would have rather have had the, the kids that committed to Georgia and Florida recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he's pretty good. I think you got to get D tackles in here, or you got to pray that Travian Roberts is going to make a difference between the three younger ones that are left, which at, to this point – have been a little bit slower to pick things up than, than maybe they would have hoped. So, uh, but I, I think I think Travian's an upgrade. So, yeah, and, and I say that just I'm, and, and look, he's not Brad Lawing, right? Brad Lawing is Brad Lawing. This is Travian Robertson, but the style of coaching that Brad employs is going to be prevalent here, and that help, uh, that's proven to get guys better. Guys like Joel Reeves, like Byron Jaredo, sure. two unheralded defensive tackles, Aldrick Fordham. He was a lightly rated DN who ended up playing inside. JT Surratt was from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and didn't even have an offer from Wake Forest and ended up being one of Carolina's better defensive tackles uh, under law. You know, guys like that, you know, moving Travy and Robertson inside. And you had to develop him in detail. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Travy's got kind of a piece-it-together mindset. So, I, I, I'm curious to see how much better these guys get this year under him. But no doubt about it. I mean, it's, it's, I said today to somebody, it's like, well, there's bad news and then not so bad news because it's all bad. None of it's good when you lose players. The bad news is you've been getting your butt reamed on the recruiting trail by Georgia. The not so bad news is you're losing guys to Georgia. <laughs> so, I mean, that, okay, you know, all right, well, that's, a, that's, a, I mean, you know, obviously, and, you know, and all of them are out of state. So, uh, you know, that must mean you're making very good decisions as far as your top targets and evaluations. Uh, but it also means the competition is a little bit thick there, right? <laughs> you know? Yep. So yep. I, I think that could be both a positive and a negative. So I, gosh, I got to go, guys. That's 1130. Yeah. 1230. Yeah, yeah. I got to right. saddle him. Saddle him up. Take him well, to that. Woo-hoo, well, yeehaw. Give me a A&M yeehaw with a huge with a cheerleader with this. Do this. What are they doing with this? No, uh, the not, haunted mansion, the ghost. Yeehaw! I'm afraid I don't understand that language. We're actually not going to do that, but we certainly wish your dogs uh, the best of luck at the vet. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. See you guys. <laughs> but we will take a break. Here. Yeah, we got to hit <laughs> one too. We're teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. It is literally the coolest club out there, and they are under a month away from the plunder on Polly's. I got. I know some guys playing in that thing. Some guys that listen to this show, as a matter of fact, who sent me some notes. Hope they win the twelve thousand dollars. That's all I'll say. I want a commission because nice. I told you about it. Travelingcountryclub.com. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. <laughs> Magnum, Velotric, Vinton Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better. 
but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been a hundred percent satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe William. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online. Nana'sPorch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. Endless summer. Go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Cole Messina from the Yardcocks. Electric Bikes of Charleston powers inside the Gamecocks, the show. Be sure to check them out online or in Mount Pleasant. Go Gamecocks. back everybody to inside the gamecocks the show second hour of the show rolling on here jb and phil with you jc taking red to the vet yes <laughs> what, a, what a terrible time for the rabies shot to run out right in the middle of when you have to board the dog it's like you i mean it just makes it an immediate problem you have to take care of yeah <laughs> going to going to the vets is as bad as going to your own doctor we finally we finally oh, have yeah. hired a Jeez. in-home vet they come here and it's, boy, it makes life easy. 
Yeah, when um, he mentioned that about uh, capers in his situation, I was like, man, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nice. It's, that's nice. How so much easier. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what it is. It's a better fact. But for the dog. Um, it continued to, uh, if you've got questions pertaining to, uh, anything coming off the recruiting side of things this weekend, send them our way. I could probably answer a lot of that as well. Um, and, um, we'll, uh, start marching towards one o'clock. If you are headed to vacation this summer, tell us where you're going. That has continued to be part of our conversation as well. One of the things he, he, he had mentioned, look, we're this we have to sometimes we got to stop and slow down, Phil. We got to remind ourselves of a couple of things here. Um, yes, while things have sped up and everybody else is filling up recruiting classes, just like South Carolina is, Carolina's got a top 15 class in the country. Uh, things there is a long ways to go. We're talking about eight or seven months until signing day, a little over yep. seven months until signing day. The first one, of course, will come in, in December. So you're talking about, you know, basically five and a half months until that hits. And it's while it's not like the old days, there's still a long ways to go. You've got to like from the defensive line standpoint, I had I was on the golf course on Friday and, and actually one of the guys playing with me asked me about that. He was like, I feel like we're struggling to sign line or running backs and we're struggling to sign D linemen. I said, well, I mean, I'm not going to say they're not. I mean, they're they're not full in numbers, but you got to remember what can happen between now and then. You might get a commitment, and you lose him by the time it's time to sign. Somebody else might lose a guy and flip to to South Carolina. It, but we've sped up our timeline so much that we worry about all this stuff, and then you forget. Like, well, it's twenty. We're talking about what the defensive line is going to look like in twenty twenty four and beyond. It's June of 2023. So, like, even if you don't feel your numbers or you don't feel like you get – they're going to sign guys. But if you don't feel like that you get the guys that you wanted to get, there's another thing that comes around, you know, it's called transfer portal. So, there are numerous, numerous, numerous ways to figure out and fill your roster. So, like, if they miss on a – like, this is one of the things – I used to be so much more involved in recruiting, Phil. I have totally just whatever because it you you don't know anymore until you actually know with that piece of paper and then when they get there you still aren't going to really know. Yeah, so oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I you know I'm not saying I'm not trying to I'm not don't misunderstand me. Like I'm not trying to tell somebody quit following it or something like that. That wouldn't even be good for us. But like if they miss on a guy, it's I'm more along the lines of okay, well who's next? Okay, you know, let's let's figure it out because there's a long ways to go. It's not this isn't November, you know, this isn't January where, okay, well, if you miss on a guy, that's it. And then if somebody wants to transfer or you want to get someone to transfer in, they have to go through this huge, huge process. We don't know if they're going to get approved or not. And and, and, oh, my gosh, we only have four defensive linemen. What are we going to do? No, between now and next year, they're going to have four different one, two, three different portal openings. And a signing class. So four different opportunities to get guys in for for that year. So it's just I, I, I jumping off the ledge or, or even teetering on jumping off of the ledge, I, I would caution against that here in June. 
Yeah, I mean, and you also have to trust that, you know, if, you, if you're missing out on these, you know, five-star and high four-star players that are, you know, being nationally recruited, uh, that the coaching staff can make good evaluations for guys who are under the radar. Uh, you know, think Eamon Worry. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, because that kid came out of nowhere as a freshman. Uh, I think he was rated three stars, you know, coming out of Irmo. Um, and you just find him, you know, coach grave, it was like, okay, let's take him. And then next thing you know, he starts. So, yep. I mean, that's, and that, and that's constantly been, I mean, it was one of the hallmarks of the Spurrier era was finding these underrated guys and turning them out to look like, you know, top tier talent and sending them to the league. So it's like, well, you, you've got to be able to identify, uh, and then develop. And football's a developmental game. It's very rare that you're going to find even a five-star, you know, freshman to come in and start day one, um, especially on something like the defensive line and things like that. I mean, these guys that are signing with Georgia, they're going to—they're not going to play. No, well, <laughs> and, not and, not in a sizable role. I mean, they may have spot duty or be in the two deep, uh, but you know, you got to develop these kids. Well, and I, and I'll go back to something that JC mentioned earlier, and and he is, he, I wish he was still with us for this because there, there's some points that probably need to be elaborated on when you actually think about that, and and when you do think about it, it really comes down to common sense. But it's hard to put yourself in that mind frame because Gamecocks generally have never been there consistently. All right, so here's what I'm referring to here. Uh, JC pointed out earlier that you you've got um, you got a a bunch of kids that you're you're going to lose to some other schools. That's you know it stinks. You also have a bunch of kids that you're losing to Georgia, Alabama, LSU, <laughs> Clemson, whatever it is. So they are they're in the thick of it with with these kids right now. There was a day in time. This is this is where this is where Coach Muschamp really kind of I don't want to say failed, but I don't think like from his opening press conference when he said I can recruit you know I can sell ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves or whatever he said igloo to an Eskimo sell it all hmm. um he didn't know how to his staff did not know how to recruit to South Carolina okay then you go back to the Spurrier staff where they signed a ton of really good players they also of course they developed guys as you just pointed out but they also knew how to find the diamonds in the rough that could come here and play South Carolina. Shane is going to continue to do that. You just pointed out two guys a minute ago that he's already done that with, and DQ Smith and Nicky Mimori. However, because of success and because of the recruiting prowess that this program has within the coaches that it's signed, they are going to be in the thick of it, at least receive visits and interest from the top players in the country but they're not going to be able to land them all. So they're going to be losing out on a lot of the top players on the country, but by mass in numbers, they're also going to gain commitments by some of the top players in the country. Nick Harbour, maybe Dylan Stewart, a little bit of a wink there, you know, and so on and so forth. So like they're, they're going to get guys, but they're going to lose guys because they're also recruiting against the best, biggest brands in the sport who have tons of money and tons of tradition and tons of everything. And, and, and that's okay, but, you know, developing the backup plan, like you might have to get your, go get your backup plan 
and he might be a little bit more of a development guy. But that's just where you're going to be until you go out and do what VJ just said here in our chat box, which is nothing helps recruiting more than winning nine-plus games. And I would say winning that every year. Yeah, consistency. If, you, if you're going to be a nine and three program, that means that one year you're probably going to be eight and four or seven and five, and then you're going to have a year where you're ten and two, and God forbid you're better, right? Yeah. So, if yeah. it, that's what's going to get you players, but Phil, they're going to be in the thick of it for players, but that also means you're going to lose a lot of these guys because you can't win them all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and these are guys that wouldn't have been, you know batted an eye at you five years ago. Right. You know, I mean, yeah, you you wouldn't have had a chance. I mean, you know, you send them a letter or whatever, but next thing you know, I mean, they're not responding to your texts or DMs or anything. <laughs> you're, you're lucky to have these guys on campus. Like and even just right. having them come in, I mean, these kids have limited numbers of official visits. So if they're throwing you one, even if you miss out on that, that's big news. You know, yeah, it's it why it, there's so much buzz in the recruiting world about these top tier talent players, you know, taking official visits to South Carolina. And then that gets other guys to turn their heads. Next thing you know, you pull a Nick Harbor. Next thing you know, you're in on it, you know, deep with a Dylan Stewart. I mean, it's just and it, it's not going to be overnight success. You know, I mean, it's just not going to happen. And I think we'll be able to look back after the 2023 season and point to, you know, Colorado, let's say, (laughs) who has killed it in the portal. You can't say that they haven't. Dion's pulled in all sorts of talent from everywhere. But I doubt they, you know, contend for a conference crown this, you know, season. I just don't see Uh, it happening. No. No. I think think they're going to be awful. Yeah, same. You know. Yeah, I think they're going to be absolutely beyond terrible. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, Phil, it's it, it goes back to Carolina baseball years ago when they built their brand. Every player wanted to at least come see the Sarge or see Founders Park. They did not sign all of them, but all that wasn't pu- public because nobody gave a darn about ga- uh, baseball recruiting like they do now and the access that there is to it and things of that nature. It's – it's that's what happens when you compete for the best players in the country. You can't sign every one of them. Now, the the Georgias and the Alabamas and I hate to say it, but the Clemsons of the world, traditionally schools like Florida and LSU, Ohio State, of course, and so on and so forth, they sign their share. But if you actually go, and that's where Carolina's trying to get, to sign their share, not just a couple, not just they snaked one or two. They want to sign their share of the pile. But if you actually also go back and look at the offers that are put out by the Alabamas of the world and the Georgias and the Oklahomas or whatever it is, they're not signing 80% of those guys or anything like that. Not even close. They're going to offer all the best players in the country. And at the end of the year, when they've signed, you know, of the, of the 25 guys they've signed, they've got three, four stars or four, four stars and, you know, 15, I'm sorry, three or four or five stars and 15 or 16 four stars or whatever it is, like Carolina is actually right kind of there now. I mean, they have, you know, 12 commitments and almost all of those guys are four stars. You can argue whether Blake, uh, Blake Franks and Fred Johnson will be four stars in the future. And some have even said Matthew Fuller. So you're talking about, two-thirds of your commitments to this point that are four stars or better, and then you might be adding a five-star or two down the road, and so on and so forth. So, like, it's, yeah, it's, they're trying to get into the, we want our share, it's hard to break in, but when you get into that, you're also going to lose your share because you're in on all of them and you just can't sign all of them. 
and that's yeah. just no, nothing more to it than that. So can't take everybody. Can't take everybody. No, <laughs> you. Uh, I wish you could, but but you certainly cannot do that. All right, it is uh, twelve forty-six. A couple of questions in the Nanosports chat box. We've got those uh, coming up, and uh, who wins tonight in the College World Series final? The final day of college baseball is upon us. Hang tight inside the Gamecocks of the show. We are live from the Signorama Studios, and they are the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. We'll be right back. To buy a new home, Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender and MLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say. And so does the Barndo Company, where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Ethan Petrie from Land Lakes, Florida. And you are listening to the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. A deep drive to left. Morgan looks up and it is gone. Two is sent to center, and this one is going to be long gone. Shot the opposite field from Casas, and it's gone. 2-0. That's driven deep to left. Langford looks up, and it's gone. Right, we've got about 12 more minutes left in Inside the Gamecocks, the show, episode 210 today. I was looking here. Sorry, I just got uh, by the, messages. By the I way, let me... Up my daughter's playing basketball tonight. Uh, no, let me answer this real quick <laughs> with Craig. Officials are unlimited now, but that's a yeah. new change. They have not been. So, uh, you know... Um, what, yeah, I misspoke on them having limited numbers, but yeah, yeah. where it's they take them. I mean, it's not like they're taking OVs to, you know, 15 schools. It no. was my point, you know, yeah. You should, if you can. Yeah, well, you yeah I it. would. But, <laughs> that, but that that's life. a new change, yeah. So, I mean, to the to your point, though, like in the past, like that, that has not been the case. And um, But that's a good thing. JC pointed this out months ago when they when this rule was enacted, that this would benefit places like South Carolina who traditionally – may be barely on the outside looking in to get an OV and then it kind of starts to change change the the narrative a little bit. So but yeah, yeah. good point. Good point there. The um yeah. Florida used up all their runs last night, JP. So oh. LSU's obviously oh, okay. gonna win tonight. All right, good. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they use schemes. <laughs> uh, same, same, yeah. Because it's like they, they had to use them. No, uh uh-uh. but I mean you could probably bring him in. I mean 
He's probably got, I would guess, he's going to throw up. He's, he would be throwing a, a, a bullpen today anyway. So I would, um, I guess he's got 40 to 50 in him if they need him. And it's just mm-hmm. a matter of, like, if you feel like, you know, we just can't let this thing get away from us, you got to put him in there because you can't have him go unused. If you're up you, you and it, you get to the fourth or the fifth inning, fifth, sixth inning maybe, you probably you, – you, you're starting to figure out, okay, where can we best use him to run him until the end of the game? And um, if you're way down, you're not, I, you know, if you come out of the gates and you have five nothing in the first inning, you're going to, you you just, it's not all about Paul Skeens. You know, you yeah. at, th- at that point in time, it's, look, we have an offense that needs to score runs and we have pitchers that need to pitch and give us a freaking chance here so we can get Paul Skeens in the game. So um, we'll see. Austin, will they have another OV weekend coming? No. Uh, that I think the next one is well, I maybe it might be Furman, but I'm pretty sure they're they've got one already planned for the Mississippi State game. But I'll have to double check on that. So um, I have to double check on that. All right, uh, a couple of things here, VJ. For those of us that joined in the second hour, can you summarize the big recruiting weekend? Any interest upticks? I I I would summarize it summarize it as, and I'm. Pretty confident J.C. would probably say the same thing here. Uh, it just couldn't have gone any better for South Carolina. If anything, it improved their position for the uh, notable names. Um, it it uh, the, you know they obviously had a commitment out of the weekend that we can't really get into, which nobody can until he makes it public. But um, but VJ, it 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 would. It improved their standing. It doesn't mean it'll stay that way. These guys will still continue to hear from and probably see some other schools. Um, but they feel really, really good with where they are with the top guys that were there this weekend. Really good. And and uh, if, you, if you ask today for a crystal ball from Dylan Stewart, if that's what you want to call it, um, I'd say the large majority of people who are in the quote-unquote no with his commitment would predict that South Carolina is the leader. And I wouldn't say by a lot, but I would say by, probably by a little bit more than people think. Um, Daniel Hill is a guy who Carolina le- probably leads for and probably helped that lead this weekend. But it can change and it probably will teeter and we'll see if they land him, but that's, that's close. Jonathan Paylor's lead more than likely increased a rather large amount. So yeah, he, he had some real positive things to say. If I remember correctly from what I yeah, read on the big spur. Yeah. He's like, they feel he, really good about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Real, really, really good. Uh, yeah. Dakota asked for those who join late, why are you talking, you know, what Stuff. about, yeah. A welcome home podcast early on. What did I miss? Uh, we weren't. We didn't say anything. All we said was uh, apparently, apparently somebody, which I've never heard of this thing. So apparently somebody on that said that Josiah Thompson. Let me make sure I get this right. Uh, Craig said he heard it right. Phil. Uh, yeah. Josiah Thompson. Was, yeah. Yeah. Was. Keith. Flipping 
Let's see if we can go back up there. Oh, I'm trying to pull up the comment here. Because that was, that was, shoot, that was before the show started. The Welcome Home Podcast just said Josiah Thompson yeah. could be flipping to Bama. No clue where they got that from, but take it for what it's worth. Maybe JC can shoot it down. And then as conversation continued, um, uh, it looks like um, somebody – said it came from a Bama fan. That's yeah, where that, that the rumor was started from a Bama fan, and, and we just were dispelling the fact that that really shouldn't be considered news uh, <laughs> just because it, it, it's a rumor, and rumors are not good to spread because it really can kind of pollute the recruiting process when a fan base starts running wildly with rumors. And we were just, you know, kind of tempering everyone to say that, hey, not everything you hear uh, needs to be said on the air. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Austin, somebody else in our chat box said, I also heard the podcast. All he said was a Bama fan, a Bama fan told him that rumor of him being unhappy with the South Carolina staff staff and flipping to Bama. So uh, we were, I mean, we just, we're not going to deal and. Fan rumors around here <laughs> with this. Why? I mean, I, I mean, I hate to sound like that, you know, but I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, like we, we have real connections, you know. So taking something from a podcast that I've never heard of, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, from a guy who's hosting it, I don't know who that is. Getting some information from a fan of a team who recruited a guy who's committed to South Carolina, uh, you know, that's just we. That's not. A whole lot we can speak on there. So all we were saying is be careful what you hear. And and JC said he would obviously look into it, but it makes life difficult on these guys. Uh, to yeah, know, well, to Dave, if they didn't say that, that's the whole thing. That's, that's what, what we were saying. told they yeah, said. That's, that's what we're that's yeah. what we're saying. We but didn't here's hear. The thing, we don't know anything and, about it. So. No, I mean that's we don't want to comment on you know third party code. I hope you don't say that to right? me. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I've never it. heard any of this. Yeah, I can assure you, my sources are better than whoever those are, and I haven't heard any of it. So um, nobody's saying they don't have real connections. Y'all, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure get why, the shit out of I, your ears that way and <laughs> listen to what we're saying. Stop we're regurgitating words in our mouth. Right? Yeah, we're okay? reading things out of the chat box. Somebody Thank told you. us this. Yeah. <laughs> we Believe appreciate. Me, we didn't. Your we didn't make this up. Sorry that we offended you. Must, must be obviously be your <laughs> podcast. So best of luck to you. Um, Again, we're talking about it because it was in the chat yeah, box. And Craig said, I mean, I'm sure if it's out there, I could go listen to it and figure out what they said. Right. And, uh, and, and, but we're not going to deal with that type of rumor here. So yeah. we appreciate we you. Heard uh, about it two minutes before the show came on. So we didn't yeah. really have time to review the tape. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Okay. This guy. We appreciate the there engagement. There's another. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, you. That's right. You know, yeah, that's fine. Trust me. You're, you're all good, brother. You're yeah, all man. good. Hope you enjoy it. Take take notes. Um, <laughs> plenty, of course, to get to uh, this week as we head into our 4th of July week being off. Um, no, Dave, we're not talking about you. No, no, you're, you're, not, you're all good. Yeah. You're all good. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah. Now we'll be Everybody's taking the Fourth of July week off. Hale McGranahan, of course, will be in with us um, tomorrow, and uh, we've got plenty of stuff to kind of wind through as the week winds down. 
and we commence on our summer vacations, we will start to kind of turn our attention to football. Uh, a little bit later on in the summer, we'll begin to, of course, uh, introduce what will be going on around here in the fall, and you will all certainly very much be appreciative uh, of all of that. So uh, plenty to get to uh, over the next couple of days. Unfortunately, JC had to jump out of here a little bit early today, but he'll certainly be back tomorrow, and we'll uh, continue to wind our way through some of these recruiting reports and let him and Hale kind of steer, steer the ship from there. How about that? Yeah. How's that sound? That Who you got tonight, good. Phil? I'm going with my heart. I want LSU. <laughs> going with your heart? <laughs> going with my heart. Yeah. I, I'm like you. I don't want Florida to win another one. I don't you want know. Florida to, to win it, but, yeah, yeah you know, I, I thought that coming into it, we're going to be the guys. I mean, it's, it's, whoever wins, I mean, they obviously were the better team. I think it's one of those situations where it's just like, you know, nobody's going to steal one tonight. But you, you've got two really good teams out here competing for it. Yeah. 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 It's, um... But again, hey, that number one overall seed curse still in effect. Yeah, I, I, I it is. Uh, I just think that Florida is just, they're so good. And I thought when Carolina drew them, that was going to be difficult. You know, speaking with Monty and Coach King and all those guys leading up to that, kind of off the record, you know, we the conversation I was having with them was, man, if y'all get through this, there's a real chance you could be playing that final weekend. They knew it. They knew it. But um, Florida had hit it at the right time and they're still rolling so LSU though Ty Good had a heck of a game in game one so we'll see what happens tonight I, I anticipate it'll be a pretty good ball game though but I think the Gators will win it and we'll see we'll see you tomorrow there's no doubt yep really do appreciate everybody as always for being in here thanks to John Whittle for job, uh, dropping in earlier and filling us in on uh, what's going on with Gamecock Baseball can't wait to see all of you tomorrow. Hale will be a part of our program, as always, on Tuesdays. Hang tight and enjoy your Monday afternoon. Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barndo Co., live from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>